Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com So, what do you think? Which version of Heroes is? <laughs> I'm um, live I'm, in Berlin. In well, when it started, I thought maybe it was going to be one of those foreign language versions, yeah. German or French or whatever. Um, but I think, yeah. and. Looking at your face, I can see that when I said I thought it was German or French, you, you, I, it's confirmed what I think I think, which yeah. is that it's not David Bowie. Yeah. And you, we have, you I, thought I, I wish, wish you'd trap me. I wish we hadn't been talking as we have. Uh, welcome to Talking Time for the Moon Boys, by the way, uh, listeners. It's me, David Baddiel, uh, with Tim Hinks, talking about David Bowie and any, anything else musical or anything else that comes to mind. But... We have, we sometimes email. Now, it may sound like this show, like clearly they haven't thought about it. Clearly it's just shambolic. Uh, but we do spend up, up to eight minutes sometimes mm-hmm. emailing each other before Including I, the gap between answering emails. Yeah, yes, exactly. Eight minutes. To, yeah. to talk about what we might talk about. Mm. And sadly, because it's slightly mm. ruined that now, we did yeah. say, oh, one thing we could talk about is David Bowie impressions. Now, I don't know that you would have got it. If, well, let me just play a bit more of it. I don't it, think I would have done. I think it's exactly... a bit more of it. Okay, so what I really wanted in my dreams, I was playing you that, and you, in your Bowiness, mm. in your Bowie nerdiness, were saying, "Yeah, I know what that is. That's Bowie <laughs> performing uh, a sort of demo track for Tony yeah. Visconti yeah. with uh, Iggy Pop listening in yeah. Berlin in 1977." Yeah. And I was able to say, "No, it's Stevie <laughs> Ricks." It ah, is, it amazing. Is living there he is, the picture of him. Now you can't see this, ladies and gentlemen. It is, I think, a really good impression. It's really good. To be fair to Stevie. He's not so good with the look. No, uh, no. Because I would say that's Mike. That's Mike Reed, uh, the <laughs> DJ, wouldn't you say? But you've got to you've got to go and see Stevie, who, by the way, is called Stevie Ricks, which of course is like Stevie Nicks. It is like it's also, not Stephen Ricks or Steve Ricks. It's Stevie Ricks. He's very keen on saying also, that. Also, you've put, you know got that picture of him up on YouTube. He's also recording it in my grandma's house. Yes, yeah, so that's what I love I about it most. What I love about it most, Stevie Ricks, who I think is a self-styled, and to be fair to him very good I think uh, but he calls himself the best Bowie impersonator in uh, the best Bowie impersonator in the world or on YouTube or something like that uh, I think that's a good impression I it's think it's a that... very good impression it hasn't got him the money 
he should have got judging no. on the living room that he's no. doing it in. Because not only is it your grandma's living room, it's your grandma's living room when your grandma was about 30. That's yeah. what I was it looks like from 1961. I suspect it was his name Stevie Ricks. Stevie Ricks. If he, if if you're right, he doesn't look like he's necessarily shared in the wealth that Bowie had. If if he if he launched Stevie Ricks bonds, I imagine the take up would be low. Would be low. But what a great talent! Because he has got talent. Because what? what, Here he is again. Yeah, he's. I mean, you can sort of hear that's in the living room. Yeah. And you yet can, it's yeah. still a very good impression. He's got that um, sound which you sort of think partly is about how much Bowie smokes, which is yeah. there's a strength to that voice, isn't there, as well as sort of wistful slightly. And he's, I, he's I, definitely got it there. I've yeah. just seen something, actually, which right. is Stevie again filming the same thing. Okay. This time, what you have to imagine about Stevie, ladies and gentlemen, is he does look very like my read. It might be, might be a wig. I don't know what you think. Yeah, uh, it looks like a wig. Yeah, yeah I, think, I yeah. think it's meant to be a Bowie kind of Halloween Jack wig, isn't it? Because it's sort of ginger and it a looks, bit spiky. It's quite Hall and Oates, isn't it? It's, it's quite sort of yeah. 80s. It, it's it's not right. really that Halloween it, Jack. Here he is in black and white. Shit. <laughs> that's not, that's not so good, is that's it? Not so good, maybe. And that's what you often find. I think we talked before when you see, uh, if you see that band touring with Tony Visconti and Woody Woodmansey, I can't remember what they're co- called. Um, when they tour, they did Man Who Sold the World a couple of years back and they occasionally do an album. And obviously, Tony Visconti not, played. Not the Spiders from Mars, because no. regular listeners will know that I, there is a Spiders from Mars album that I bought for 15 quid, just to be clear to yes. HMRC again when I claim for it. Uh, at a record fair in uh, Hay on Wye. I've probably got a receipt somewhere. Uh, But Um, anyway, it's not that you're talking about. mm. You're talking about a separate band that they set up. It's a separate band which tours now and they occasionally have... They had the guy, Glenn, we talked about this before, from from Heaven 17. And um, he was great, but he's, you know, particularly great at a certain type of Bowie. Yes, you said that. And so it's rare for someone to catch... So this guy... Stevie Nicks, whatever his name is. Stevie Nicks. I mean, he does them all. Down here, I've got... Uh, Life on Mars, Space Odyssey. Does he do laughing? No. This is not. No, he doesn't. Oh. Not I've seen. This is not America. Actually, I might search for it. This is an odd one. He's done something called My Bowie Song. So I don't. Well, know written, th- he's finally written one. Perhaps. That's confusing, though. I mean, maybe it's like I saw Flight of the Concourse yesterday. Maybe it's like their great comedy song, Bowie in Space. Maybe it's a Bowie parody. But it seems to be an actual video that he's done. Okay. Won't you please play that song again? <laughs> wow. It's good though, isn't it? That's really good though, isn't it? You see, it, I, I feel weird about this. <laughs> I actually think I've seen this before, but I've forgotten about it. Uh, he's got the wig on again, by the way. In case you mm. should go and see this. It's called My Bowie Song, Stevie mm. Ricks as David Bowie. I, I, I've never seen I that be- Yeah, this production is inspired by David Bowie's music. So what Stevie has done here mm. is write a song in the style of David Bowie. Mm. And I'll be honest with you, if I'd come across that on Spotify without yeah. realising it was Stevie yeah. Ricks, I'd have been excited, thinking, uh, you know, I mean, imagine this. Uh, as you'll know, and I've mentioned it quite a lot, on Desert Island Discs, I chose mm. to play Conversation Piece, mm. which is not a very well-known Bowie song, and I played mm. the version from Toy which is the less well-known version of it. And I was partly, there's no question, I was partly going on Desert Island saying, I'm not going to choose Starman, I'm going to choose quite yeah, an obscure Bowie right, song. Right. Imagine the embarrassment if I'd heard this, assumed 
this is the really <laughs> obscure Bowie song I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose this. Yeah. And then someone, and sort of Kirsty said, had said, I think you'll find that's by Stevie Ricks. And I'd have gone, Stevie Nicks, don't be ridiculous, yeah. Kirsty. It's said, clearly not Fleetwood Mac. Think about me, Kirsty. You, you won't surprise you. I've chosen a very obscure track and <laughs> yeah. you won't have heard of it. And, and, and she says, I know him really well, actually. <laughs> yeah. and he's an impersonator. He's is an that impersonator. really the one you meant? Exactly. No, no. Don't be ridiculous. But, um, yeah. but that, I think if, if you hadn't, if we hadn't talked about impressions earlier, that's really convincing. In fact, the Bowie song one is even better than one we yeah. just heard because um, um there's one th- I'm just gonna play one more I know we're spending too much time have you ever done impressions in your let me show you something else if I can find it this might take me a little while to find it but I when we were talking about impressions of Bowie obviously most people think about the vocal impression yeah. the song impression yeah but he did have a very distinctive speaking voice mm. and there is a bloke if I can find it um who can who tells you how to do a Bowie voice impression okay I just found somebody who says how to sing like him but James Urbaniak. This is what I found okay. this morning. Now, James Urbaniak is some kind of American comedy star. Okay. Does a lot of voiceovers or whatever. Now, I'm interested in this because yeah. it's very simple what he says. Okay. I have to tell you, I tried it this morning. It really didn't work for me. Okay. I realized the way to do Bowie is you start with Bob Hoskins, who basically who has like a Cockney London accent. And, and Bowie is more kind of posh Cockney. He has a kind of London accent. So you stop down here, we're doing Bob Hoskins, but then you sort of posh it up and you go here and you talk about going on your tour. And that's how you do Bowie. It's When's the bit when he sounds like David Bowie? It's shit, isn't it? <laughs> it's really but bad. I tried it yeah. and he's American, obviously. Yeah. So I have a problem intellectually with what he's saying. Because if I do a Cockney accent, and I can't do many accents, but yeah. I, co- I sort of can do a Cockney accent. When? Just then, I did a fucking, okay, Cockney, right. there's a fucking Cockney accent. That's my, that's my Bob Hoskins, right? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's not very good. But it's, it's in, that's, it, that's basically it. That and sounding a bit more Jewish than I actually do are my accents, right? Okay. So if we take a Bowie phrase, what's the, name me a Bowie phrase. Um, uh, well, I think my name is David Bowie. Because that's what impressionists do when they're not that good. I they say so. the person they're doing. Yeah, but shall we choose something a bit more exotic than that? Like, um, you know, the loud sound did seem to fade. Oh, I see, from a song. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah well, uh, from a song is stupid in a way, because I just said it's a vocal impression. It's not the... You don't yeah. tend to think right. about what he said, do no. you? No, all right, let's go for My my Name is David Bowie, yeah. right? It's a bit like My Name is Michael Caine, right? Yeah. So My Name is David Bowie, which is a bit Cockney. Right. Here's my intellectual problem. If you posh up Cockney, You're not, yeah. it's not Cockney anymore. No. So if I try to do that, My Name is David Bowie... Yes. My name is David Bowie. It just comes out as my voice. <laughs> my voice is a posh Cockney voice, i.e. not Cockney anymore. I think he's saying, but I think there's a danger that you become Mick Jagger. I think he's saying, you talk like a Cockney, which, which I will now do, because yeah. that wasn't it. Yeah. And then occasionally you go posh. Oh, no. yeah, See, that, I can't describe it as well, isn't it? Well, you have a go. You say my I'm name tr- is David Bowie. That was it. I was trying. No, but try it with my name is David Bowie. So say my name is David Bowie in a Cockney My way. name is David Bowie. Yeah, that sounds like right. someone that's trying to Hoskins. do Michael Caine saying yeah. that his name that's, is David that's the Bowie. That's My name is David Bowie. My name is David Bowie. Yeah. And then posh it up. And then but posh if it. I posh it up, then I go, my name is David Bowie. Yes, exactly. So you you posh it yeah. Cockney, and it's not... So because he's American, yeah. I think he doesn't understand yes. that. I think what he means is you just talk slightly slower and slightly more clipped. Yes. But well, still Cockney. My, my name is David Bowie. Would you like me to help you? Because the thing about impressions is incredible sort of, trans, they sort of transformative, aren't they? Uh, would you like me to transform you into a Glaswe- like a really proper Glaswegian? Because I can do yeah. it. Can you? Okay, yeah, okay, I definitely can do it. I am... 
terrible at Well, that's good. That, that's... I'm terrible at voices, and I've never been okay. able to do a Scottish I think you're going to be able to get there. Okay. It's a very specific thing, okay. right? But it does sound incredible. Not just sort of is broadly Scottish. No, this is not the surprise. Okay. Got another just to say that uh, Tim told me uh, that he's got a surprise for me, and like a tiny child, I'm excited <laughs> and waiting for it. I didn't, but if this, this not... was it, I'm glad this isn't it, because yeah. this isn't that great. No, this is not the surprise. It just occurred to me that um, this is not just like how to sound, sound sort of stage Scottish. This is very specific Glaswegian. So... Mm. I'm going to make you say, I think, Spice Girl. Right. So Spice Girl. Right, in an incredibly Glaswegian authentic way. Okay. And the way you do it yeah. is, you have to bear with me, you are going to say Space Ghetto. Right. right? So the, the two words, Space Ghetto. Yeah. And you're going to say them in a slightly American, well, just a sort of American accent. Don't even worry about an okay. American accent. Okay. Space Ghetto. Keep going, you'll get there. Oh, keep going. Well, as in... Space just, ghetto, space ghetto, space ghetto. It sounds nothing like Spice Girls. That's weird. It's rubbish. No, wait, I'll do it. Okay. Okay, because I don't do impressions, so I can't say... But hang on, before yeah. you do it, I did what you asked. Space yeah. ghetto, well, space ghetto, space ghetto. That's yeah, not bad. That is not bad, but the, I think you, it's the... No, no I mean, bit. that's not a bad American. I, don't, I can't even read the American, but by the standards of someone who's not very good at voices, right. that's not a bad American saying space ghetto, is it? No, it's not bad at all. But it's about the rhythm now because no, right. when you get it, it's like a joy. It's a glittering prize. Right. And it goes. It goes. Space ghetto. Oh, Did yeah. You, space ghetto. Space ghetto. <laughs> Did I do Sp- it? Oh, <laughs> space ghetto. Space ghetto. You see, I did. Space ghetto. That, you know that role in the yeah, Glaswegian. Space ghetto. Space yeah, but told us it still sounded like space ghetto to no, me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't to me. Oh, what's very interesting about this is this something you come up with yourself? No, I think I someone t- I can't remember who told me. So because space I, ghetto sounds like a David Bowie song. It does, or no. a David Bowie band that he had you in might, between you, the buzz. By the way, I was I played Cambridge Corn Exchange the other day, oh. and Cambridge Corn Exchange they have on the wall rather annoyingly not me mm. when I played it in 1992, but they have most of the people who played it mm. in the past. And there's a big, uh, insane picture of Bowie with The Buzz, 1966. Oh, wow. Where, which is apparently which what is he what did. He, but I can yeah. imagine that Space Ghetto might have been I think you something could, in between The Buzz and The Hype and whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think you can even do Space Ghettos. And it's, I think... Space Ghettos? Space Ghettos. <laughs> that just sounds like you're saying Space Ghettos. It does. Space Ghetto. Space Ghettos. See, you're adding your... Space Ghettos. Space Ghetto. Space Ghetto. <laughs> Space ghetto. I'm just saying, I know what you mean. Because I think at school also we did the thing about um, how to sound very, very posh, and there's a few words right. you can do that. Right. So you can say, I'd like some cake. Right? I'd like some cake. And then people go, well, that's not posh. They say, yeah. diet cake. Diet cake. As a, what is that? It's a drink. Oh, diet cake. Diet cake. Diet cake. You see? Yeah, that's good. That's, yeah, that's quite good, isn't it? It's it very is posh. Like, is, really severely like posh. Diet cake, please. Diet cake. I'd like some diet cake. You know what? I, I find it so difficult to move a, a, an inch away from myself that when I hear it sounding a tiny bit like Spice Girl Glaswegian or diet cake... You pull cake, back. A part of me doesn't like it. Wow. It sounds like I, I'm, I'm, I'm moving away from what? myself here. It feels weird. Becoming I'm not in my else. own body. It becomes a weird, utter, sort of different Thank spatial Christ experience. Bowie didn't have that issue because no, it would didn't. have been a more narrow catalogue. I'm going to bring up something else that I meant to bring up today. I'm still wondering what my, what my uh, surprise oh. is going to be, but I want to bring up someone, something else, which is we've mentioned a couple of times that you used to run a big television company that made Big Brother. Right. Now, I don't know if you were still doing it when this happened, but I think something to do with Bowie which was one of the best things ever oh, to yeah, do with Bowie, yeah. happened during Big Brother. And I want to know if you were on it at the time. I was, now, yeah. I, I am, of course, talking about... I think the best thing to come out of David Bowie's death, uh, which was when Angie was mm. told that David was dead, mm. gets very upset, 
goes around running David's dead, and everyone thinks David Guest, who, yeah. is, a get, who is in the house, has died yes. in the house. I think that's one of the funniest things that's ever happened on British television. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and I so, was there, although I wasn't intimately involved because I was right. going around the world doing executive-type things. Right. But, yes, I was there and uh, was phoned about it because they knew <laughs> I'd be quite interested. Did you uh, meet Angie as part of that? I process? did meet Angie as part of it, but... Um, should we just, uh, before we... Do yeah, that, call Should we up. just play a tiny mm. bit of that? Because mm. if you haven't seen this... Uh, and if we have, you know, we presumably got listeners all over the world now, so maybe some people don't watch yeah. British Big Brother, which I think that's when it had gone to Channel Five already. It was it? on Channel Five by that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you if you type that in, you get straight away Angie Barry Big Brother David Bowie death. Yeah. Uh, so it's well known, but uh, this is basically what happens. Tiffany mistakenly thinks that David Guest is dead. Tiffany, you gotta do me a favor. Anything. You can't say a word. Nothing. No, it's not. What the f is that? Okay, let's just stop it for a second. Yeah. Now, I didn't watch Big Brother by right. now. I'm terribly sorry about that. I know it was still your show. It's, it's uh, okay. I obviously saw this moment. But now looking at it again, something immediately strikes me as wrong. I mean, wrong in a comedy way, mm. which is, who is Tiffany? I, do you know what? I literally can't remember. I mean, I promise you, I can't remember. Well, do you remember but that in, bit? Yeah, she's a celebrity housemate. She's a yeah, housemate. Yeah. Do you, is that what I you mean? Think, yeah, I, she's an American black woman. I, yeah. I don't think I've she ever... She was on her. reality shows on MTV and okay. VH1 and stuff like that. So why is not Angie thinking at this point? Because Angie does not mm. understand the misunderstanding. Mm. Mm. Blimey, Tiffany's taken that badly. I was his wife and I didn't take it that badly. But She, that, has, she hasn't thought that. No, but that is what starts to happen. Well, not initially. <laughs> Sit down. Sit oh my down. gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Sit down, sit oh down, stop gosh. it, stop it. They're all going to know. you got to stop. Okay, I know you're going to stop. I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you. Come on, come on, come on. No, no, you're playing. I know you're joking. I would never joke. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, oh gosh. Okay, this is just a joke. It's got to be. Are you crazy? She still hasn't I spotted. like that too. <laughs> Are you serious? Okay, 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 okay. What happened? What happened? It just happened now. Wow. She's cancer. I think there's a bit, I mean, I, I think there is a bit later when Angie looked, I think partly it's, as you say, the comedy comes from, because if you remember, well, David Guest is in a bedroom. Yes, he's asleep. He's asleep. Yeah. So you should say David Guest is dead now. He is dead. <laughs> Which, so, I don't know if that makes it worse or better, really. In a way, she was right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, but he's like is a few feet away. Yeah. And um, so when um, so when you're being told something, that would be an extraordinary thing to be told, isn't it? That he's dead in the other room. And yes. what's also mad, therefore, if you're Tiffany, is why you? I've got to tell people. Yeah, yes. Why are you telling me not to tell anyone? David's yeah. dead. Yeah, he's three dead. feet from yeah. me. We're on telly. We're on television. <laughs> yeah. And you want me to keep it a secret? Yes. That's what's so extraordinary. So she's... Also cancer. Oh, my God. He's so, in the, he was fine last night yeah. and now he's dead of cancer. So basically, it's like here, Harry, our producer, sitting next to me, me saying, Harry, David, Badil, he's just died. Yeah. And just keep it quiet. And like, Why the hell would I keep it quiet? Have you yeah. murdered him? What, what is that yeah. about? Yeah. So that process is, is so extraordinary. Can we just see but where, I think where later people on... start to get it? Or... Come, come, come sit down. Tiffany, come she on. told me something, and I have to say it. I can't, I can't I, I'm not able to not say anything. Sit down. No, go in the diary room. That's what oh it says. Sit down. I hope she's just joking, but she says she's not. Yes. Why, 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 why? Sit down, babe. Sit down. She told me that David is dead. 
Yes. Yes. David. David. They never say David who. No. Obviously, one of the hilarious things about this is their assumption, which is fair enough because they're living in Houston, but still, that it's David Guest. And there's a huge bathos, of course, in our mind. I mean, partly because he's alive, but partly because he's David Guest. And obviously, the idea that this terrible, genuinely cultural, awful thing has happened, that David Bowie is dead, has been reduced to the idea that David Guest is dead. But also, I think, in Angie's mind, the word David means David Bowie. It's the biggest thing that's happened, you know. So she's assuming everyone is thinking, in her world, even though she's with David, you know, another guy called David who's asleep in the room (laughs) and is quite old and a bit frail. She's thinking, when I say the word David... Everyone will know. You know, I didn't, I don't know about you, but I didn't buy David live thinking it might be David Guest live (laughs) and double-checking it's definitely Bowie, right? Um, So she's thinking like... I think that does exist, though. (laughs) David Guest live. Until he died recently, and it's now called David Dead. <laughs> we should say that he. We are sorry about his death. I am and, sorry yeah. about his death, definitely, um, for, especially to Liza Minnelli. But but but, but yeah, you know, but it is a sort of maybe I'm kidding myself. But there is a slightly sort of Bowie thing going, isn't it? Announcing his death on a t- on a reality show, one of the dominant cultural forms for good or for bad in yeah. the last few years, is quite a d- Bowie thing to happen, isn't it? Yeah. In a sort of weird way, he yeah. would sort of write about that, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so let's just find out when it starts to get cleared up. God, Big Brother, it's a mess. It's a mess. Take a moment, Angie. <sighs> see, see, what I imagined is that that man, who you probably know, who's saying take a moment, right. the voice in the diary room, right. is pissing himself in between. No, I think it's one of those, if you're on Big Brother, it's one of those um, extraordinary moments of high, like high, high real drama, because someone has died, yeah. mixed with just the comedy and the madness, and, the, and it's, that's what Big Brother at its best, and, it's, and reality shows at their best, uh, deliver, but I think there's an interesting moment, isn't there? When they when they suddenly think, but David's fine, so yeah. they start talking. So now they're really, really angry with Angie <laughs> yeah. for the joke that she for, clearly for some played, sort of joke, the weird, cruel joke yeah. that she played of yeah. telling Tiffany that David was dead, and yet she's lost her again thinking, yeah. again thinking it might be someone else because yeah. it's quite um, a common name. The, yeah. the, but and, it, and, re- and the idea as well, like I don't know any of these people at all. I sort of vaguely recognise mm. them, but do you think they know who David Bowie is? And if they if they do. Might they work out the connection that she's? Yeah, I think, and I can't remember how that, that it clicks. And some, I mean, right, some we, better, of them... we better check that. Let's just see. Angie right. has had some news. It's not my. It's not my place to tell you this. She's misunderstood the name. The name. That's the all last I'm going to say. <laughs> she said that he dropped out a cancer. Tiffany, yes, that is <laughs> true. But you've got the name wrong. wrong. David. It's the wrong David. It's the wrong David, honey. She. <laughs> <laughs> She still hasn't got it. And she's still quite angry. Well, there's a couple of things about that. One is um, I'm enjoying how Tiffany thinks. Um, so Angie Bowie's talked about a David. Well, which David? <laughs> what other David? Yeah. What other <laughs> David are you talking about apart from David Guest? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so yeah. the only other time a bit like that. Do you remember when Jackie Stallone went into yeah, Stallone? Well, the thing I most remember about Jackie Stallone coming in is that she comes in and she's something not quite right about Jackie in right. the head. And someone else, I can't remember who, says, oh, my God, it's you. And she goes, yeah, fracky. And yeah, like, that's famous no, no, your name is Jackie. Yeah. It's not fracky. Well, it was a sort of, her yeah, lips were stuck together. So like, like, yeah, Jackie. Yeah, but that was um, Sylvester Stone's ex-wife, right? Who's yeah, yeah. Bridget Nielsen who said that. Oh, uh, was it Bridget Nielsen? Yeah. Of course, so so she would have known who fracky was. So it was a deliberate sort of, oh, my God, the ex-mother-in-law sort of great yeah. sort of telly moment, yeah, if, uh, if that's your uh, sort uh, of thing. Well, I've had a telly moment with Bridget Nielsen, but now we're getting... All I was going to say was jet-lagged, 
tired and of a certain age, Jackie Stillman goes to bed and sleeps basically for sort of 24 hours. Right. But in the morning, the producers, um, uh, looking at the feed, looking at her, think she might be dead. Uh, right. And so there was a really, there was a serious discussion about whether Jackie Stone had died and what right. that would mean and what right. you would do and how you would handle that. Yeah. And, and of course... She a then, tiny part of you... Might be thinking. This no, would no, be definitely not. Brilliant. No, no, um, and and she did. She 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 she's still alive. I think. I think Fracky is still alive. She's still alive. Um, but yes, no. I well, actually, I mean, since we are talking about Bowie, so it's, mm. it has more relevance mm. than it would do normally. Mm. If a something like that has happened, mm. are, would there be an obligation to tell them? I mean, it's her ex-husband. She doesn't speak to him anymore. Uh, speak this to is son. much discussed. Yes. So yes. is it necessary to tell Angie Bowie? Well, I think so that would have been the discussion, which I wasn't party to, but that's what producers and the channel would talk about all the time because there are examples of there are no set rules. So, right. so, so exactly that. Obviously, if someone's mother or husband has died, you know, they're kind of yeah, but if it's with, someone very close, no, to them, but, but, but it's but I think she'd seen him for like no, I hadn't years. seen him for a while. So, um, it would have been discussed, and I think the view would have been it's much better to tell her because how would she feel when she came out? Yeah, but um, it would have been less confusing for David Guest fans, wouldn't it? If she waited till she came out, certainly. But, um, Although there might still be some people who, when she said David's dead, would still have thought, yes. not David Guest. Well, I wonder, even, even when she was out of the house, if she was sitting next to David Guest and he was alive, and she said to Tiffany, <laughs> yeah. "David's dead," yeah. would she still have said, "She thought it was a very cruel joke." Is that what happens after death? He's still going through the motions <laughs> like headless chicken. But he's actually yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to give you your surprise, but okay, th- 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 my surprise. in the nature of surprises, this could not be a surprise at all. Right. And 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 you might say, oh no, no, I know all that. So so let's. This is risky podcasting. Okay. But okay, what risky. I'm going to tell you is, you probably know that Adam Buxton did Master Celebrity Mastermind. I didn't know that. Okay. On Bowie. No, and I didn't know that. Right. So is um, it about Bowie? Yes. Okay. And are we going to give me the question? Yes. Oh my god. Um, all right. So basically, what did Buxton get? Uh, well, so what he, what what I've got is all the questions. Oh, that, that is he quite got a good asked, surprise. Quite a frightening surprise. It's quite frightening. No, yeah. I, I did think about it because yeah. I think I would hate this. No, no, I don't mind because you you know you know every single answer, but under the pressure of the studio lights yeah. here in the master. And I'm 54, and you know my memory is. The memory is not great, and you haven't you haven't been revising. I so mean, I certainly haven't been revising. Just to say to listeners, this is a genuine surprise. So you'd sit down, and I'd say David Baddiel. Hello, um, hello, John. What would we say? We'd say comedian and writer. Comedian, comedian. and writer. There'd be a bit of a chat. And I'd say, that. I've noticed him, I watch it, because I watch it with my son, yeah. um, uh, my nine-year-old son, uh, who, who loves it. And he does a thing, which is he'll sit down with someone like you, who said, he'll say something like, we're in the sort of same business when I think about it, communication or something <laughs> like that. He'll say that and he'll have a chat. Your son says that. <laughs> he says that. Does he talk about price points? Um, he's constantly talking about price points. <laughs> so we'd have a little chat, but then we'd say, your special, your, your, whatever, is it specialist subject? Yeah. yeah. No, no you, so you asked me that. What is your specialist no, subject? No, not what is. She says your your name. Right. Do it. Do it. What's your name? Uh, no, no. What's your name? This is what happens on Mastermind. Right. Name. Yeah. David Baddiel. Occupation. Occupation. You said, comedian and writer. Special. And your specialist subject. And your specialist subject is David Bowie. The life and work of David. Bowie. It's actually not. I said specifically with because okay. remember this is this is exactly Adam Buxton's. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're taking his place. So he said the life and work of David Bowie in the seventies. Oh, in the seventies. Okay, well that's helpful. From my point yeah, of view. Yeah, it's better that, yeah, they're yeah. not all about yeah. hours. Yeah, I don't want to know. I don't um, want to say, I'm certainly not about Tim so, Machine. So you have 90 seconds on Baal starting. <laughs> so this is 90. So Harry, what I'm going to need you to do is help me because if we're going to really put the screws on, yeah. it is 90 seconds. Obviously, okay. I've got to deliver as well as John Humphreys, which I don't think I'll do. So we need to allow okay, for that. I think you might. But you've, each one of these questions I'm going to ask you, Adam Buxton, no, sorry, Adam Buxton didn't get them all right. Okay. 
Well, let's let, let right. But these let's are the questions, me, and then we'll compare yeah. me to Adam Buxton. Okay. I'm actually quite nervous because yes, I've got to deliver this. Right. Okay. Um, we have 90 seconds starting now. Which song originally released in 1969 became a number one on its re-release in 1975? Space Oddity. Correct. Which stage persona did Bowie unveil in a series of concerts in 1972? Ziggy Stardust. In 73, Bowie worked on a stage show based on a well-known novel. The project was abandoned, but parts of it were incorporated into the album Diamond Dogs. What was the novel? 1984. Shit, I've just pressed a button and this got... got <laughs> Can we stop, stop the clock? Stop the clock. Pressed the button. I just pressed a button stop and I went onto the internet. <laughs> I went onto the internet. Yeah. Hang on, I've got to get that back now. Um, this is terrible. No, this is exactly I mean, what happened on Mastermind. I'm word for word <laughs> what happened. Right, you just... Are you all right with timing there, Harry? Yeah, so you just answered 1984, which is correct. Um, okay, go. Which song from the Ziggy Stardust album contains the line, Wham Bam, Thank You Ma'am? Suffragette City. The Return of the Thin White Duke is the opening line for a song opening an album for which it was also a working title. Station what to was Station. the album? Good. What was the name of the character played by Bowie in Nicholas Rogue's film The Man Who Fell to Earth? Oh, I know that. Pass, I've forgotten. The three albums recorded with Brian Eno between 1976 and nineteen seventy nine were often collectively known by the, the name Berlin of the Trilogy. City, yeah. Bowie married an American art student at Bromley Br- Br- uh, Reg- Br- Registry Office yeah. in March 1970. What was her name? Angie. Angie. Full name. Now I've got to gain it, something like that. No. no. Angela Barnett. Barnett. Which single from Ziggy Stardust was released in July 1972, two months before the album release? Starman. Bowie wrote a song on Hunky Dory about an artist who had a retrospective at the Tate Gallery in 19- Andy Warhol. John Lennon provided backing vocals on Bowie's Fame. first number one. What's the title of that song? Fame. On, but on the last night of the Ziggy Stardust tour, Bowie announced this is the last show... Hang on, I'll start it till I'll finish. Oh, did you do a beat then? Yeah. yeah. I started Can you do again, Harry? Yeah, I was going to... It's supposed to be... <laughs> on the last night of the Ziggy Stardust tour... I've started, so I'll finish. <laughs> on the last night of the Ziggy Stardust tour, Bowie announced this is the last show we'll ever do. What was the venue? Hammersmith, Odeon. Correct. I don't know what you've scored, but I you've... got two wrong. I got I got the man who sold the world and Angie Barnett right. I can remember Angie's necessarily. Yeah, I think name. you did one better than Adam. Ah, because well, there my we go. yeah, because I tell you what. So I, sorry, this is not what I did. Uh, I know the man who sold the world's name. Right. Oh God! Well, you may have got an exact. I tell you what, Thomas Jerome Newton. Yeah, Thomas Jerome. Newton, Adam got that actually. Yeah. What was the other one you didn't? Angie Barnett. Angela Barnett. I said yeah. Angie Gaynor for some but what, reason. What he but what he didn't get, Adam. Yeah was Starman, because right. actually Adam said, and Adam's a brilliant Bowie aficionado, but under the pressure of the lights, he said, I think he said, hang on to yourself, All right. actually. And then he also said, Hammersmith uh, Palais. Oh, Palais, no, that's yeah. completely wrong. So he got that wrong. Oh, I thought and you might say he said Apollo. No, no, it wasn't that. It was like, no. So Hammersmith Odeon is, uh, is that right? So I think you got the same as Adam, which okay, is six pretty... or seven or whatever it was, what or eight. Know, Harry, can you remember? I think it was eight. I'll tell you what you got then. You did very well. I did do ten, quite well. Ten but points. I'm, by I'm my annoyed reckoning. that I didn't get Thomas Jerome Newton. But I didn't and, get that on the as night. As for and uh, I don't. I do know Angie's name is Barnett, but that's not in my head. Like Thomas Jerome Newton is in my head. Uh, good. I wish now there you was did. something I could do for you. Well, don't worry. Someone you, must you... have done the Beatles. Let me see if anyone's done the Beatles on Celebrity Mastermind and what the questions are. Yeah, there was the music of the Beatles. All right. Who did it? Uh, it was Kevin Eldon. Oh, brilliant. All oh, right. Well, that's perfect, because it's almost like a mirror image. Uh, the questions there. Yeah, uh, okay, I found his... Uh... 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, now, so I, we Googled and it turned out, of course, The Beatles has been done. On Celebrity Mastermind by Kevin Eldon. Um, and he did the Beatles. He got 11. So are you prepared to try and beat Adam Bucks? No, well, Bucks. Sorry, to beat <laughs> Kevin Eldon. Uh, no, I'll tell you where I'm, where I'm worried. Yeah. But now I'm feeling like this must be what you just felt. Yeah. I suspect, uh, I reckon I would be better on Bowie than the Beatles. Beatles are such a broad subject. Uh, I think you're trying to wriggle out of it. Um, but I'm definitely going to do it. I'm, you definitely I'm, are going to do it. I, <laughs> I'm, hoping, I'm hoping I get, um, I'm okay. going for five. No, you get more than that. All right, let's not forget, Christ. celebrity mastermind is easier than mastermind. That's something they always told me when they tried to get me to do it. Uh, but this so, is neither. This is just me. Oh, I see what you mean. No, this the is questions from, the from, from celebrity mastermind. Right, okay, so here we go. Your name is? <laughs> Tim Hinks. Uh, occupation? A television uh, producer. It's not, that's not one of the questions. You did that as if like some really know, tough question. At home, I'd be shouting that at the screen, but under the lights. That's know, it's really it's tricky. a difficult one. Yeah. Uh, and your specialist subject is? The Beatles, 1967 to 1968. No, it's not. Oh, it's just shit. the Beatles, I think. I think it was the music of the Beatles. <laughs> I was trying to narrow it. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Which Beatles song was inspired by Lennon's childhood re- recollections of playing in the grounds of a Salvation Army children's Strawberry home? Strawberry Fields. Which song was written by Paul Correct? Which song was written by Paul McCartney after his late mother Mary appeared to him in a dream, telling him not Let to Let it so be. Well? Which author's work was the inspiration for the title character of John Lennon's I Am the Walrus? Lewis on... Carroll. Yes. A song that features in the film Help begins, Here I Stand, Head in Hand. What is the song? You've Got to Hide Your Love Away. John Lennon drew inspiration for the song Tomorrow Never Knows from reading A Buddhist Guide to the Afterlife. What is it called? Tibetan Book of the Dead. Which Beatles song, first released on Rubber Soul, has the subtitle This Bird Has Flown, its original working title? Norwegian Wood. Which McCartney song was the title track of an EP issued in February 1964? The other songs were Ask Me Why, P.S. I Love You and Money. Oh, God. Um, uh, Pass. Okay. Which legendary producer was brought in to remix uh, the 1970 Let It Be album? Phil Spector. Which George Harrison composition on Let It Be was the last track to be recorded by the Beatles? Uh, Something? No. Timey mine. On which UK Beatles album did the songs for No One, I'm Only Sleeping and Taxman first appear? Revolver. Desmond and Molly Jones have a couple of kids running in the yard in which song? Oh, bloody, oh, bloody. Which 1967 single topped the UK charts for seven weeks and gave the Beatles their fourth and last Christmas number one single? Uh, Hello, Goodbye. Right. Which session musician played electric piano on the Letter B album and received a recording credit for Get Back? Billy Preston. Yeah, that's you got those right. The ones you got wrong and therefore did not beat. Oh, uh, Kevin Eldon. It EP? was the EP was All My Loving. 
That's what it's called. The EP's called okay. All My Loving. That's right. the title track of the EP. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, and uh, that was it, wasn't it? No, hang on. There was one other one, the George Harrison one. You got. Wrong, oh yeah, I you? got that wrong. Yeah. Yeah, oh, George yeah. Harrison was I Me Mine. You said it was something. Yes. So you got nine. I'm quite pleased with that. No, you did well. You did I'm very quite, well. I'm quite pleased with that. Very well done, Tim. Mm. Do you so, want to do? So we could both go. In a way, we both don't have to go on Celebrity Mastermind now. Well, I think that wasn't an option for me anyway, no, to be honest. No, but it feels like you've been on it. Do you want to do a general knowledge round? I'll tell you what isn't allowed. Eating fruit salad Sorry, during Celebrity <laughs> Mastermind. That's really not It's just allowed. the relief that I'm <laughs> off now. Um, please, please with that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We've talked quite a lot, haven't we, on this show, about the best Bowie song and how we, as proper Bowie fans, can't have that being Life on Mars or Starman yes. or Heroes or whatever. Uh Today, today on the way into this, I, th- I suddenly thought, I know what it is. It's Fantastic Voyage. The best Bowie song ever? Yeah, I mean... It, That's it, just it, completely wrong. Just the vocal performance. It's just the vo- incredible vocal performance. Yeah, OK. Uh, well, that's something you should keep to yourself. Right, but right. what about the worst Bowie song? And is there a case to say that proper Bowie fan, fans, similarly, won't choose the obvious worst Bowie songs? So right. For example, we would not choose... Laughing Gnome, which is probably the obvious one that people would think of as the sort of comedy worst Bowie song or something like that. Yes. Uh, and so I decided, right, what's an interesting choice for worst Bowie song? And what that forced me to do when I was in my hotel room in Exeter the other day, about to, <laughs> well, doing nothing because I was waiting to go on stage later that evening, was to listen to some of the very bad 80s Bowie albums that I've never listened to. And I listened to Tonight. Mm. Uh, I listened to virtually the whole album. Uh, which I have to say, even though it was pretty shit. How uh, were you listening, by the way? Were you in your room? Just, I was you, in my room, listening just, to it on just, my computer. Yeah. Uh, hang on, I just got it up and then I just went away again. But kind of concentrating on it. Just... Uh, no, I was actually mm. clearing up at the same time because my room was in a bit of a mess. So <laughs> right. I thought this will be all right to just play while I'm right. you know, doing stuff. Uh, and I had an interesting thought. I think it should be this song, and I'll tell you why. Okay. The Laughing Gnome, or indeed that bit from Glass Spider that yeah. you played a little yeah. while ago, yeah. or the yeah. bit from Peter and the Wolf, yeah. they are sort of terrible, but they're sort of brilliantly terrible. Yeah, they're sort of magical they? in a They're way, sort of like so ridiculous, and as you've often pointed out, there's something about the absurdity that is quite close to genius with Bowie. Mm. So I think none of those songs are worse songs. Right. Where Bowie is terrible, Bowie is terrible in the 80s, is when he suddenly turns into... I don't know, kind of Brian Adams or even worth kind of Jody Hates mm. Jazz. Like, that could be the most <laughs> ordinary thing yes. ever. And there's this song, which I don't think you will know. It's called I Keep Forgetting, and it's from tonight. Listen to this. I mean, really? Yeah, I mean... Do you know okay. what I mean? It's not absolutely terrible. That's my point. But it, it doesn't have the majesty of something that is absolutely mm. ridiculous. Mm. It's basically just a very mediocre 80s track. And I really could mm. imagine watching Top of the Pops in 1984 mm. and thinking, oh, yeah, they've got on mm. Johnny Hates Jazz or... Uh, Brother Beyond, yes. or something like Swing that. Swing Out Sister. Swing Out Sister, mm. that's who I'm mm. thinking of. Mm. I mean, apologies if you're in Swing Out Sister and you're listening. Uh, but, you know, yeah, that kind of slightly loungy, not back, you know, back of a nightclub sort of music. Yeah. You know, and the lyrics are so ordinary. I think my German... I keep on forgetting you don't want me yeah, no more. No, it's... it's like... There's I nothing... think my German teacher was the sister... In Swing Out Sister? Of the woman who sang in... in she was Swing the sister, sister of the woman in Swing Out Sister? Yeah, as I say that, that doesn't sound convincing, but I'm pretty sure... 
She was, was she, no, no, was her she, brother. Her was she brother the was Schwester, in. her brother, <laughs> the brood. It wasn't her brother was in Swing Out Sister. Oh, really? Um, well, they probably, they probably are listening. And I got a D in my German O level, oh, well, so I don't mind yeah, what enough. we say about Swing Out Sister. Yeah. But, I mean, that um, might be wrong. There are probably other ones exactly like that. But I know in, what you mean. In this middling period. Yeah, it's really middling, isn't it? And the xyl- is it a xylophone? And all- yeah, the xylophone all- was terrible. And the drums are so straight down the middle. I think the, the, the reason, as you say, is that, is that you'd rather listen... If you had to, you'd rather listen to that than, say, Swing Out Sister. It's because yeah. it's Bowie and it's his voice. That's true. And ultimately... I'd rather listen to Stevie Ricks than that, though. Steve- Maybe we were Stevie Ricks is the know? Bowie song. How do we know that? we weren't? Well, because it's on well, we, Spotify. As you say, we, we, should t- right, <laughs> we should totally come back to the worst, because I think I've offered Day In, Day Out, which we yes. as, a, as a really... I mean, is that on... It's on What's on Day In, Day, day, day Out? Is that on, uh, that's I think on Black Tie White Noise? Yeah, or is it on Never Let Me Down? Um, oh, yeah, Never Let Me Down. Yeah, It's a really know. clunking, Route 1, thumping 80s drum, and yes. we, but we could, so we can get into that. But we said that... We want to never not remind ourselves of the coolness of both. So yeah, so, but what we'll do is, I think next one we yeah. might have some more suggestions. If you've right. got any suggestions, listeners, for the worst Bowie song, mm. the interesting worst Bowie song, not obvious worst Bowie song, then please send them in. Mm. But meanwhile, yeah, always good to end on a high note. Well, I was only going to say that I was listening to Aladdin Sane the other day and reminding myself that on Watch That Man, and it's a much yeah. criticised album, well, not much criticised, but there are criticisms of... Aladdin saying about the production, aren't there? About oh, you can't really hear his voice oh, I love very well. I, I've never, by the way, it never occurred to me, but oh, I know okay. there's a bit of a thing that uh, it, it got some mixed reviews. Watch that man, I've loved. It's a mm. brilliant track. It's got mm. a really such a simple riff to it, a Ronson sort of riff. Mm. And I love it. And there's a bit in it which is about the rhythm of Bowie's voice, which mm. occurs to me, I've always loved. It's a tiny, tiny thing. Okay, let's hear it. I'm going to tell you the line. I know the line, surely. Well, there's quite a lot of lines. Which yeah. line do you think I'm going to say? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, will know the line. I don't line, know it before you say no, it. Which is what I'm going to say. <laughs> right. Because it's just worth knowing what the line is that okay. I'm drawing attention to. Um, and it's the line, um, so watch that man, oh honey, watch that man. He walks like a jerk, but he's only taking care of the room. Yeah. Okay? You could and feed him with a fork and spoon. Oh, you can then, which I think is he's, he's trying to swear there, isn't it? It's a play on words. Oh, is it? You can feed him with a fork and spoon. It's an interesting point. Now you mention it, because why not a fork and knife? Yeah, is I that think just the rhyme? Oh, I see. Uh, room. Yeah, because it rhymes with room. Yeah, but still, it suggests that there's something wrong with this bloke's mouth, that you would have to feed him with a fork and spoon. Oh, I see that he may be... Unless it's, unless it's meant to be a drug reference or something. I don't want it sidetracked, but do you know that... We are I've getting never sidetracked. Really, no, but do you know that the li- the, one of the lines is, a Benny Goodman fan painted holes in his hands? I didn't know that's what it was. Well, I, never now, know, I mean, now you mention you it, I do know that, but I don't think I've ever, since till this moment, because I was too young at the time... I now know who Benny Goodman is. I wouldn't have known at the time. No. So it wouldn't have meant anything to me. It's He's an odd reference, isn't rarely it? Rarely referenced. It's a bit of an odd Radio 3 <laughs> reference to David Bowie. And particularly then, you would have thought. Yeah. Okay, so there's a bit when he's, he's going to say he's only taking care of the roof. It's well, the gap. It's the gap where he says room. It's so brilliant. And, and, and the way he sings after it. I mean, my God. I mean, actually, so I mean, in terms of this thing that we always go on about, about sort of noticing stuff about Bowie, one of the great things about this podcast is, because we are microscopic about it, is, you know, we have listened to a lot of Bowie. We thought a lot about Bowie. And then something just occurred to me then, which is Bowie hadn't really used female backing vocals before Aladdin Sane. Okay. That was a new thing. And that's on the way, isn't it, mm. to, yeah. again, to Young Americans. Yeah. Where even there in Watch That Man, which is a very rocky song, you can start to hear soul influence yeah. starting to come in in those backing singers. Well, if you remember a few podcasts ago, we talked about the idea that he'd mentioned, which is in every album there's a clue, a yeah, yeah. song that's a clue to the next yeah, one. Yeah, but that's one is a clue to the album afterwards. That's confusing. 
Yeah, but that is a clue to the album. That's what no, you're no. saying. No, it's like I was saying then Diamond Dogs. Oh, then Young Americans. Mean? Oh, he did clues to the one after <laughs> the next. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's quite a big sort of, that's like a, there's, there's a bridge and then the, the, the clue saying. is on the other end of the bridge. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But so, as you so, pointed out, there is a song on Diamond Dogs that also points that way. Yeah. Maybe he was but, pointing that way for a while. Maybe the truth is the influences do gradually seep in. Yeah, maybe it's, that is the it's truth. It's not that of a mystery. No, that is um, true. Let's just play a bit more of that to go out on, do well, you think? And we, oh, yeah, have you and got we, no, no, not at all, but we can we can take it from that moment. Just we're waiting for that lovely rhythm of what, walking uh, It's so room. amazing, that room thing. Yeah. Like, you just think, like, is that planned? Is that a thing right. that he's planned or does that happen in the moment that he says room after the beat? Yeah. Yeah. And here's the difference between David Bowie and me, and it's the only difference. Yeah, there's a much difference. Is is if I had been in the recording studio with Tony and everyone, yeah. and I was doing this song, and I did that, uh, well, uh, taking care of that room. Yeah, I'd say, I tell you what, that's brilliant. I'm going to do that every time. Oh, it's so good. Because I thought what you were going to say was that if you were there, you'd have said, "Oh, sorry, I got that wrong. Okay. Sorry, I said room late. Sorry, can we can we take that again? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say. Well, either way." It wouldn't have ended well. And I think more likely I would have thought, that's brilliant, let's just keep doing that. Whereas yeah. he does it once, uh, if, I, yes. if I remember rightly. And it's just perfect. All, he's just, just, just so in command. It is perfect. It? I'll tell you who wouldn't have done it like that. Mm. David Guest. David Guest wouldn't have done it. He didn't do it on David Live. <laughs> I think he neglected to do that. Yeah. Um, the only person uh, now, because it all makes sense, he probably would have done it, is Benny Goodman. Benny Goodman, which perfect. Is probably why. Let's go out on okay. a bit more of What's That Man. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.